Action Park Media. Welcome back to Entertain Her. I'm Sarah Sanderson. Erica Cedena. I'm Erin Coscarelli. And oh, you got to project that, Erin. Erin Coscarelli. There you go. We are just, uh, you know, we decided we're hanging out in the desert. Hey, let's do an episode. So we're trying this with one computer, one video. Um, so it's like gorilla style. Is that what they call that? Honestly, mm-hmm. Sarah's annoyance level on a scale of one to ten. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna project this out here. Seven. What about no, you? You know, five, six, four. <laughs> no, she's super chill. I'm chill. Um, the chillers. She like, <laughs> the chiller. She's like at an eight. No, no. So you know. Okay. This is live. This is what how it's like going live. So we are live from La Quinta. Yeah, I guess it. We have wine. We're bringing it back. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Salud. Honestly, it's really nice here. It's not been too hot. Um, it's been a cool 90 degrees, and that's actually quite comfortable. Sometimes 100, but it doesn't feel too hot. And we've been pickling. We've been jacuzzi-ing. We've been doing some <laughs> games. I've been winning, <laughs> and I've been losing. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, going to dinner. So yeah, they're here visiting uh, the La Quinta house that I've been staying at uh, with Doug, obviously, for the past, I guess, uh, six weeks. Um, and it's fun out here. We took a golf cart ride. Oh, got some looks because they were hanging off the back. These girls. Uh, not me. I was not. I had a baby, though, and um, strapped on me. But the guy's like, wow, as he drove by. There was an older gentleman who was quite smitten with Erica and Melissa who were hanging on the back of a golf cart with sports bra shirts on yeah i mean because that's what you do in the desert when you're on vacation it like he hadn't seen uh attractive women like that in a video. yeah but let me say basically we're in a country club so should we tell them about lunch i mean with fart sarah this is the life though i want to thank you for hosting us true and I want to move in. I want to live here. This is where I'm going to retire. Just saying. We'll just rent the casita. Yeah, we're in the casita right now. It's um, empty. You can come here whenever you want. Yeah. I mean, does she mean that? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so we were in uh, basically their restaurant here is under construction. So they are allowing everyone to go into the men's locker room, which anyone that knows that country club knows that like you never get to see what the men's locker room looks like. And it's always really nice. So that's where you can eat lunch now. We bring a baby in there. We bring girls in there. We didn't know you can't show your bellies. We learned that really fast. <laughs> and we didn't know you can't put your foot on the furniture. We learned that fast. Um, and then they found out that in the bathroom, there's like free stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there's like toothpaste and toothbrushes and tampons. And uh, there's like, there's just like fun stuff. So they were um, stocking up. And then Melissa kept going in the men's bathroom, not realizing that that was for the men. So it's been fun. It's been interesting. I'm sure people will remember us. Uh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was, this trip was almost not going to happen. Let's yeah. be real. Many times. I think it, I mean, just to leave your normal life for what 48 hours mm-hmm. um is a little complicated you know especially with me with kids i have to figure out the schedule and the husband needs to cover and and then aaron and i could not figure out who was going to drive i did tell sounded like there was a debate on that i mean she didn't want to drive but i didn't want to drive either so i drove here and she was complaining the whole time about my driving and yeah. i did miss the freeway i missed the freeway because i was talking so much but that was my excuse to hang out with her more. That's what I said. 
So now we're trying to decide how to get back. And I think she should drive. Don't you, Sarah? Oh, no. Fair. I love you. I love you, Drone. She tells me this as I'm drinking my wine. Like, that's fine, too. But it's like, no, honestly, her driving is questionable. Like, she's a questionable. I to tell her how to follow her own ways app on her car. No, like, why no. no, 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 no. She's like uh, she's heavy water sugar or like no, no. no. She no. has hold on. The Tesla has a main computer deck that has the GPS and then one on your dashboard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now apparently in the desert you what have all these look at. You have all these roundabouts. I only have one. Oh, you only have one. Yeah. You yeah, have these yeah. roundabouts in the desert, and I'm not I cannot explain why. She cannot figure out which way to go in a roundabout. No, going the wrong way. Often, no, several times. No, I didn't know if I should steer to the right or go take the roundabout. But this girl is telling me information, and I feel like I already know. But she's making me second question everything because she's like, "Are you doing? Are you doing that?" And I'm like, "Just let me drive. Like, shut up." Oh, <laughs> just let her drive. If we would have let her drive on the way here, we would have ended up in Phoenix. There is out now. Like, thank God. I'm like, excuse me. I think we're going the wrong way. And then she's like, oh, shit. Let's turn around. And then we turned around for 10 minutes. I'm like, I think this is making it worse. Let's just lay the course. Oh, no. Yes. I missed one freeway. But there's the main way to get here. Yeah, it's true. You could just take the 10 the whole way. That's what we did. She, she, I mean, I guess I should have maybe gone on the 57. I would have had less traffic, but. Well, we didn't. It's also so. Memorial Day weekend-ish, so we were trying to avert a lot of the, you know, traffic yeah, on the freeway. Smart. But... That's smart. It is Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And I had family coming, so it's, like, so interesting. I've had no one out here um, at all. We're the first guests. You're the I first should... guest, and then my brother is coming, and then my mom is coming, and then we all leave. Um, so I'm excited. It's been fun to kind of, you know, show you guys around, play pickleball. Um, you're a really great host. Yeah, like even sure. even you're just always making sure your your guests are taken care of, and like even like when you can't do jacuzzi, you're like go on the jacuzzi. Here's some rosé, and here's this. That. Go play pickleball, and uh, you were always worried about caring for the people in your life, and it's so apparent. I appreciate well, that. Thank you. I feel like I was not a great host because usually I would have had like a nice cheese plate ready for you and some things, but you know, with um, Isabella, she's pretty time consuming and I'm not able to do all of the hosting things I would have liked to do, but I'm glad that you guys still had a fun time. Um, I heard the golf cart was the highlight you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something about being in a golf cart makes me just feel like I'm on that cars ride in Disneyland. Yeah. Like, I you couldn't drive yet. But you're like, I'm driving. This is cool. Like, I just, it makes me feel like a kid. While, while I've been here, I put two and two together and I'm like, why is it that I enjoy being in a state of movement? So whether it's a golf cart, a scooter, a bicycle, or even a car, maybe not a car in traffic, but just like when I'm in a place of movement where there's wind in my hair, mm-hmm. I mean, even playing like a, a good boat. song, a boat, a boat. Um, there's something about like that element that mm-hmm. is very playful. You're right. Or something. And then, and then by the way, everyone here at this country club, they're like the nicest people. Oh yeah. Like what the heck? They wave. Like who does that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, friendly. Hi. Good morning. Yeah. No, they're so nice. I'm used to that in LA. <laughs> LA people are like, fuck off. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's definitely a different vibe out here. It's very, um, very chill. Uh, everyone's nice. Yeah. It's very relaxing. It's, the views are beautiful. They are. Mountain views. They are. And then I was hearing there might be some like baby fever going on in this room. Oh, no, there is. Also, but Isabella is the most beautiful, chill, coolest, calmest, she friendliest, is. happiest baby yeah. I've ever met. Honestly. And I'm like, maybe can't do this one more time if I got a baby like Isabella. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I need her um, chill jeans, Sarah. Yeah, I don't know. She was chilling my stomach because she wouldn't even kick me that often. Like, you know, kind of just like she'd stretch. I see. Yeah, I don't stretch. have that. I don't have that. You know, we have you had a soccer fire. player. In we have your Latin fire in our blood. Yeah, <laughs> but there, both there is something about when you're around a baby for an extended period of time. And I'm not even a baby person. Maybe I'm getting there like late lately. Like when I hold her and then she's like blinking her eyes looking at me lovingly like love me i'm like oh my god i'm gonna miss this child so and she came to girls dinner she came to girls dinner she's totally one of the girls she totally fit in she did not cry at all she was so active she gave me a pickleball for how many yeah. hours were we on pickleball oh that was three two hours i think i felt right. that she came there. our lunches yeah. it, ate lunch with us gossiped with us i mean she's like dressing fabulous with us she's one of the girls i mean she is. and she did not cry at all yeah. I mean, she cried at night. I haven't slept a lot, but yeah. Melissa heard it. She's like, I heard her. She's up at one, three, five. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so Aaron and I are in the casita. Zero degree gravity. <laughs> All right, top sheet or no top sheet? What happened? We stayed with the top sheet because that's how you made it. Top how is the top sheet with the sheet. I mean, it was whatever. Honestly, I pulled the sheet off. I pulled the freaking cover comforter thing whatever and the top sheet was of no existence so it's like it was there but it wasn't there it was kicked to the bottom i'm like this is the problem with the top sheet it doesn't exist but that's fine it's neither it's here nor there that's okay how about how am i to sleep next to she's amazing Aww. the only thing is wait we gotta talk about this i was expecting a slumber party because i was so excited i was like Ooh, it's gonna be fun a slumber party this girl turns on i don't know tv a show and this will say the show. <laughs> Do you want me to say the show? I'm not a show. And she's like, says she's against reality shows, but guess what? She's like secretly watching them when she goes to bed. So, Sally and Sunset, it's a great show. show. No, but this is the thing it's not just like a reality of people's drama and life, it is, but also you get to see like real estate. Yeah. 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 Home. yeah. yeah. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous of a show, but go ahead. So this is why I don't watch TV before I go to sleep because I actually get into the dumb TV. Like I don't, I can like that. Will, Matt will put on like the best movie and I'll fall asleep instantly. Like a dumb reality show. I'm like, yeah. And so I, one of the girls said something and I was like, Oh, I want that ask Aaron a question and she doesn't answer me. And I look over and she's sleeping. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And I watched it for 30 more minutes. I could not turn it off. I was so mad at her. That show is addicting. But so I got to talk about, we have this zero gravity beds in each of the rooms and it's just a regular mattress and the frame moves. So you just buy this adjustable base. So I'm like, you guys should sleep in zero gravity. It takes all the pressure off your joints. So they're like, great. So they do. And I guess Erica thought that she had like her own side. Because I do have realized it's a sleep number. Oh, well, excuse me. Those are really expensive. Okay. So you have, you sleep in zero gravity. I don't choose that. 
I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so she's not that impressed. She has this. Um, but she thought she had her own side. So she's like, oh, I put my head down to Aaron's like, it was so weird. My feet were up all night. <laughs> and Erica is like, oh, I put my head down. I didn't like it. And they're like, that means you put Aaron's head down too. So Aaron slept like, like, <laughs> like this. It was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. But Melissa's here and Melissa said she had the best sleep of her life. So that yeah. was. That well, good. so I was so confused by the concept of zero degree gravity, whatever the fuck. What did you call it? G-force. G-force? Yeah, she called it the G-force bed. But I was so confused because I just, I thought zero gravity meant like the bed somehow turned into a water bed. Like I really had no concept of what it was, but it's basically guys at home. It's like a hospital bed. So you know how the hospital bed has the head up and the feet up and your butt is down? I think you're like... When you're getting introduced to that for the very first time, you're very thrown off. So I was like waking up in the middle of the night, like, what is Erica doing? But <laughs> you're like congesting She's now. like turning on the massage bar. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. Mike doesn't have this. What? Wait. Oh. And so then also middle of the night, Erin wakes up and she's like, oh, I can't sleep. So she turns the TV on. I know. But Erica's asleep next to her. So Erica wakes up <laughs> and Erica's like, are you serious right now? And she's like annoyed. Like, why is Erica annoyed with me? <laughs> I'm telling you guys, she's like the best slumber party. I'm it. such a lame yeah. ass. You're like the best one. I swear though, the whole entire weekend, Erica was, uh, that was probably the thing she says the most. I'm so angry. I'm so upset. Because she couldn't find her slippers. Like, I mean, oh, it's like, yeah. it's oh, nonstop, yeah. you know. But it was so fun. I lost one of my shoes, you guys. You know what, though? It was a really nice, like, reset. Because, like, I love E-Dog so much. And she's so busy. You're obviously so busy. Because like, when you guys have kids, it's it's these times, these times are hard to, to prioritize. So yeah. thank you guys for your generosity and for making the time. Because it is so fun to, like, reconnect and share stories and laugh and be silly and do, like, exactly the things that we did we got to have our lunch. 20s i felt like i was in, in our 20s, 20s again yeah. we are you know? we are what are you talking about <laughs> so i did want to briefly touch on this interesting topic that keeps coming up about how when do you decide to make a big jump like a big change in life like career-wise or it. just even like in your personal life maybe you're not meeting anybody and you're thinking am i going to meet somebody in la like should i like move to florida should i move to Canada if you're Canadian like me like I don't know maybe that was a thought I had um like how do you make that leap and that jump and does that pay off or not or can that just be an expensive experiment and if you keep hitting walls career-wise when do you decide okay maybe this career isn't going how it was planned like what should I do now and so um I know it's like a huge topic but I thought it would be interesting to approach and talk about because I I just saw today my favorite um barefoot contessa ina garden that's what she did she was working in washington or something like that left her job and got this tiny little place in the hamptons and look at 45 years later like what what she's done so it's just a leap of faith that she took it was like a calling it's it's like how do you know when to do that how do you know you're on the right path right i know you know you are on the wrong path 
And I just recently had this life coach, transformation coach. Her name is Deanna Kaufman on my um, Instagram for Women Crush Wednesday. She was an actress. She was in my acting class. She was in Sarah's acting class and she's a gorgeous, gorgeous human inside and out. And she now does a lot of work in personal development and coaching and that sort of thing. And we talk about midlife transformation, midlife crisis, where you have all these people who, when they are younger, let's use hypothetical, parents want them to be a doctor or a lawyer or this or that, but really their heart is in creative. Their heart is in artistry. Their heart is in writing or something to that effect. But if they're living their life to make everybody else happy, they're really not finding or fulfilling their own purpose and joy. Um, And like even for me, for example, like I work in broadcast, I work primarily in sports and I've even made a shift in the sense of like my focus used to be get score the touchdown, get the interception, make the, you know, all the accolades to get the trophy or the championship. And now I'm almost more interested in how how athletes handle loss, how they handle pressure, uh, being in such a place of high performance. You know, that has to be really hard when you're an athlete, a model, an actress, and you're you're only you're only being celebrated for your performance. When do we get to really meet the person on the inside that's not just wearing a jersey or that has a a supermodel face? And so I think when you can really I think when you can really unravel that or unwind that and figure out who you are, you will feel more comfortable about making a pivot, whether or not you're feeling like you're in the right career place. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, that's, I I get the model and the athlete, but it's just normal day people too. You know, like someone like me, for example, that has, is an entrepreneur. Who's a model. Who was a model. But I'm pointing at you the whole time. (laughs) I just feel like, you know, starting your own business versus I always question myself why, I went to school. I went to say I, I was going to be a publicist. I moved to LA to be a publicist. And then I didn't. I didn't know that. I was going to say, hello, one of you are publicists. <laughs> well, and then, again. again, my my eggs are in a million baskets. And that's what I ask myself all of the time. Do what I'm, am I happy with being doing all of these things? I'm very busy. I'm multitasking all the time and I love it and I'm fulfilled. But am I doing enough in one area or would it be better for me to just condense and figure out one thing you know and even now um i mean i'm because we i had my real estate license i let it go and now we're doing real estate so i should be my own real we should i should be my own real estate absolutely right yes but that's not where i'm at right now so i'm it's funny you brought this up because i'm literally i have i'm taking my real estate exam and i'm like should i be doing this should i yeah the body language eliella you know it's just there's just so much so when are you on the right path? What is your path? How do you have multiple, multiple paths? How do you know you are on the right path, E? Are you on the right path? I mean, good question. I'm trying to figure it out. And I think that's okay. Sometimes yeah. you need to pivot. Sometimes you need to do things to know that you don't want to do that or you do want to do that. You know, I'm very creative and I love to do a million different things at once. And so... I think I put myself in these situations because of that. So for me, yes, it makes me happy. I love doing everything that I do. Um, I'm still figuring it out. 
But you, but you know that you love creating. And I think that's the forefront of you knowing who you are and just pursuing that as a passion and a purpose is that you're, you, you, whether it's an interior design or a workout outfit, your strength and your love is combining the intersection of creativity and consumerism. Right. So I remember an acting teacher that actually where I was in class with, with Deanna, uh, this guy named Cameron, um, he would say, like, he would get frustrated when people, he's like, you don't have any right to tell someone not, like to quit pursuing acting or just, they're not good enough or they're never going to make it. They should do something else because you never know they're going down this path of trying to be an actor. And if for some reason they stopped and they weren't like supposed to stop, maybe they were meant to then like, for example, him, he was an actor. He became a teacher. Um, that wouldn't have happened. He wouldn't have found his passion of teaching had he had not gone down that acting path. Or you never know, like, are you going to meet your husband or your wife down the walk, like this path that you're pursuing? So whatever it is, like you're, I think so you're where you are is where you're meant to be. So I, like how you're saying, how do you know if you're on the right path? I think that life works itself out and you're where you are for a reason. And if I think in the back of your head, it's kind of like if you saw some cute shoes at the store. And you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to get those. But you keep thinking about those shoes like for mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. You got to go back and get those shoes because you keep like it's not like it's like you left the store and you forgot about them. You were meant to have those shoes. So it's like if in the back of your head, you keep thinking, man, I should have my real estate license. I should go get my real estate license. I should go back to that. You, I think, are meant to at least go down the path of pursuing that. Maybe you'll not end up doing that. Uh, you'll end up doing something else. But for some reason, you're being kind of guided that direction it's coming up for me right so yeah, yeah i think that's a sign but so even my brother is going through this he um was a race car driver which is a really hard industry like harder than even acting to get into because you basically have to find someone to give you like hundreds of thousands of dollars to sponsor you as a racer every season wow. and uh so it's kind of like a sport for the rich and he's wanted to do it since before he could talk like he'd be like with his little cars and he got to do it but it's become a point where he's now older and um, his team fell through. And it's sort of like he has to look at his life. At, OK, this isn't working out and I want a family. So now what do I do? So he's in that transition pivotal point of trying to figure out, OK, what I, what's my career? What do I do the rest of my life? And I feel like that happens to a lot of people. They reinvent themselves. I think if you're not happy in your career um, and you keep getting a calling of something else i think you're meant to explore it at least maybe again you won't do it but you're meant to explore that path to figure out do i like this what am i gonna maybe maybe if i go down this path it'll turn me this way and that's where i'll find what i really want to do i think mm -hmm. and then as far as like moving i know like i haven't moved a lot but the times i have moved i loved it like my favorite year in life was when i lived in connecticut we were 14. It's just a whole different experience, you know, just living in a small town, meeting people. When I lived in Toronto for a few months, that was so fun. Like, I, sometimes you just need to change up the energy. Mm -hmm. So I, I say with that, if you keep thinking like, maybe I should move here, maybe I should do this. I, I say, go for it. I say, do it. You I can agree. always move back. If you don't like it, you can come back. Mm -hmm. Would you miss that? Leave LA. Would you move out of LA? We're not in LA right now. Well, I know, but California would you move out of California? I absolutely would yes. I would too I I, I'm considering it now more than ever which is the where would you go Austin oh, yeah. I want to see I've been myself in that city 
that would be one of the and you have friends there yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i don't know what do you think like when do you give up when do you say okay it's time to give up on this dream this childhood dream it's been my drive for 20 years it's when it's when it's not connecting with your soul because there's let's say there's tons of people that want to do acting or singing why do they have to make it, quote unquote, make it big in order for them to give up? Maybe they just do it as a hobby and it makes them feel good or they're in theater. You know, it's considered a passion to them. So it depends the value at the end of the day. Like, are you looking to be an actor so you can make it a full time career and then that's not happening and you're not mm-hmm. able to support a family? Then maybe you make a pivot or a switch. But if it's bringing you joy or you're an artist or a painter and you're just deciding to do it as a hobby, and that then becomes a main driving focal point. Like I, I say, go for it. Like we're indoctrinated as young people to check off the list of like, this is what success means. And we spend all this time and energy trying to make everybody else around us think we're cool and that we've made it. When at the end of the day, it's never about the other person. It's about how we feel about ourselves. So give up when it just doesn't feel like it's fun anymore. Yeah. Like right? I'm servicing you. Yeah. Yeah. But the hard thing with acting, especially t- taking that profession, your life can literally change in one day. And it's just so hard to be like, okay, well, when do I lo- walk away? Because maybe this is the pilot season. I'm going to book a pilot. Or maybe, you know, this audition I did six months ago, they can't find the guy and now they call me. And so that's always like that hard thing. Who do you, that who do you hard- know specifically that that's happened to you? Do you know how many times, how like you, like huge people now, it's like a joke. They had their bags packed. They had sold their place. Who, who do you know? Who do I know? Who specifically have you met? I'd have to think about it, but I've definitely heard it. I'd have to think about it. Or they moved away and they ended up getting stuff and coming back. What do you think about though, if you're auditioning and you're not getting callbacks or not getting on hold? Because that was for me where I was just like, eh, it's not really worth it anymore. Right? I think if, if you are in that place where you're like, oh, I'm not, this isn't working out. And I don't really care. Yeah. It's not really a passion of yours. And I think that this industry is so hard that it's if you're really a passion, that if yeah. that's fine, if it works out fine, if it doesn't and you don't care and there's something else you'd rather do, go do it. I'd always said if there was something else I, I wanted to do, I would have done that because there's just no guarantee in acting. It's not like I can go to school and then start as an intern and work my way up to owning the company. It's luck, a lot of it. It's luck and then talent. Um, and then also beyond that is like, how are you on set? Do people want to work with you? Because they definitely do their homework and they check that up. Like, hey, this person's great, but are they nice? You know, are they a diva? Um, so there's a lot of things that are out of your control and it's it's a tough industry that's basically 99.9% rejection. But that 0.01% when you get the job is such a high, it makes up for all the lows. So I don't know. It's always hard. I think like it's, it's I think maybe when you move on, when you feel okay moving on, I think mm-hmm. where you're like, you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay to go this other way. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're okay with the, if you feel closure and you're okay with that closure, I think that's your answer. Because I've had so many friends, I've been here for a long time, who have left, who've moved away, or they have families, or now they're in real estate, or whatever it is, they quit acting or they quit modeling, and they're fine. They don't miss it. They don't miss the auditions. Um, they were completely fine leaving. And I've also had friends who've left, and then they came back because they missed it. And sometimes they end up booking 
because they left, came back. Now they're fresh. They have a different perspective. They're not like in that rut of mm-hmm. like being depressed and working out and then they book a job. Yeah. So I don't know, but it is, it is hard. And then it's hard to like, how do I find if you had one passion in your life, how do I find my new passion? And what is it? You take time to get to know who you are. Like Erica said, like she was doing publicity and then just decided, you know what? I'm actually really enjoying designing. But just figuring out, taking time to figure out who you are and when you feel your most, I don't know, energetic self, right? I feel my most energetic self when I'm talking to somebody, but I'm not just talking to them about all their achievements. I'm tired of talking about people winning. I actually want to talk about <laughs> She's like, I want to hear how you suck. Yeah. Why not? And I'm scared. Scared. Well, you're losses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I love it because nobody wants to highlight the losses, but that's reality. Like, look at Instagram. It's that highlight reel of wins. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how you feel. And I know we need to wrap, but I mean, I really think kids getting everybody getting a participation award. I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. I didn't I, I, do that. I, I A lot of places. There's I, conversations I about yeah. every child getting a participation award. And look, I don't have children. So I'm aware I'm I'm speaking out of turn here because I don't know the psychological benefits or, or, or you know, um, non-benefits, if you will. I just think that's not a reflection of real life. So children learning how to lose, I think, sets them up for when they are adults, right? I agree. Um, and that might be a good opportunity for them to learn when they're young. And some competition's healthy, right? Yeah. And it's okay. You don't have to win every I game. It depends the age, though. Like, obviously, in preschool, you know, they might be doing more of that. But in elementary school, like with Jackson soccer, there's no way that's like there's like one trophy, right? And yeah. that's the way it should be because they got first place. But maybe when they're, you know, in preschool, two, three, mm-hmm. they like more of the even playing field. And I think it's healthy to teach that. I have another cool story really quick and then we can wrap. But uh, one of my old roommates, Candace, she uh, took a year off after college before she was going to start a job. I think she had interned there and then got an, offered a job and was going to start a year later. And she traveled the world with her sister. And she met her now husband, who's the father of her three kids in Australia. And I always thought it was the craziest thing. Like, had you had not take that, taken that trip, would you have ever met him? Like, would your paths have crossed? And Probably not. Yeah. I like look at how it changed her life. She ended up working there for six months. Um, her same branch had a branch or same job had a branch out there. But it was always fascinating to me. Um, the traveling aspect, especially if you then on that path, end up meeting somebody or end up maybe you get that job opportunity um so i don't know yeah let us know let us know uh if you did a career change and how you did it or why like if you had that calling so we are curious uh we're all coming close to midlife crises soon right i feel like a big one right now that's a whole different can of worms is that the term can of worms can of can of beans can Can of worms can of worms what did i say the other day Hamster, gerbil in a gerbil in a wheel. wheel. It's hamster in a wheel, right? Yeah, yeah. But gerbils are really close to hamsters. I've actually had gerbils in Connecticut. You had to look up what a gerbil was, Erica. Oh, because they're illegal in California. Oh, really? Yes, that's why you don't know what a gerbil is. We'll see. That makes sense. Yeah, we had gerbils and then they little gerbil babies, and we had like six gerbils. Why are they illegal here? I think they eat crops. I think something about the weather. Interesting. She looked it up. She's like, they would have ferret. Because I've always had hamsters. She she literally said, "What is a gerbil?" 
Is that even something? Yes. Yes. Gerbils are super cute. Um, all right. Well, we have no idea uh, how this turned out, but this has been an episode of Entertain Her. All right. This has been an episode of Entertain Her. I'm Sarah Sanderson. I'm Erin Coscarelli. Erica Cedeno. This is the desert edition in the casita. <laughs> this will probably be a one and only. Leave us a review, please. Thank you. We love them. We love hearing from you. Only if it's five stars, though, please. Thanks. <laughs>